expensive, again, as far as I'm concerned, is just your, your, your owners, you know, labeling their cattle. And, and that's all it is to me. Uh, census is an insult, an insult to any individual uh, to be forced or, or, or told even. It's even worse to be told like a child to fill out all your particular um, private details and, and hand it to an authority so that they can share this information with every computer on the planet. You know, this is an insult. And people should realize we're being insulted all the time. Um, good slaves, of course, don't mind that they're beaten down and they do what they're told. But this truly is an insult. Uh, it's like the Normans, when they brought out the Domesday Book, had numbered everything in England. Um, they couldn't get into Scotland, at least. Uh, the, the Scots brought them back. But... Um, and everybody in England had had to register their property, their houses, their kitchen tables, their children, hens, take everything. And it's the same old thing again. It's just that the, the owners uh, taking uh, some of the livestock, finding out what the livestock's all up to. It's disgusting. A disgusting thing. But, you know, Revelations is a Masonic, uh, again, this mystery religion behind all the religions, and that September the 11th occurred, uh, it should be remembered that George Bush Sr. gave speeches in 1990 and in 91, both on September the 11th, about the New World Order. And he said it's, ha- it's going to the divine heavenly plan. He's talking about the Zodiac, the timekeeper, really, there in that respect, in that aspect of it. Because it's a perfect clock. And I was on a show at the time, right after, in fact, that night, on September 11th, and I said, that's the Ides of September, you see, uh, high up there in the occultic language and, and Freemasonry. And in that time, it means, uh, the symbol of it is like Minerva being born out of the head of Zeus, a self-born god or, or, or system which could not come into play without without external circumstances making it happen. That's what it means. So it's the symbol of, of the god, uh, a goddess being born out of the head of Zeus, Zeus by self-will. And if you look at Revelations chapter 9, verse 11, 9, 11, it says right in there, and there's a king over them, this is the king coming, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose Hebrew name is Abaddon, you see? Abaddon is used all the time in Freemasonry, that, that term. So, so this is going to the plan, all right, because that's the plan right there in the book. It, it's not God's prophecy, unless God likes to blow up twin towers. This is this is done by secret societies who use this guideline, and their ancestors were using it uh, when they created it. In fact, Alan, just one moment, ladies and gentlemen. You are wherever you are listening, and and when you are here. We are giving you the information, and this is Alan Watt, A-L-A-N-W-A-T-T, researcher and author. Here's a website, and you want to go to that website and learn much more, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. He has books. And the books are a must for everyone to have, to share, to read before it's too late. 
Because once you're in the know, you change your thinking and you recall your own empowerment. Cutting through, one, the androgynous hermaphroditic agenda. Cutting through, two, a glimpse into the great work. Cutting three, through, three, esoteric unveiled and the meaning of revelation in the high Masonic tradition. Each book is $25, payable in international postal money order, which is available at your post office. You can contact Alan Watt at Alan Watt, Side 41, Box 4, Estaire, Ontario, Canada. P3E4N1. And uh, you can, of course, contact him through his webmaster. Alan, what? Cutting through at yahoo.com. Isn't that right, Alan? That's it, uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the catch. Mm-hmm. Getting the book. Yes, uh, and these books, again, they're, they're, they're put together by myself. I don't go, they're not glossy covers, believe you me. And, uh, and I put them through a deprogramming method uh, as they're reading the book. They have to deprogram and get their mind working again uh, using words, symbols, and so on, and then explaining them to them as they go through it. And it, it helps to bring them alive. And those who read them a few times will notice there's more in each time they read because it's written in different levels of understanding as everything else is. So I've had good response from it. Uh, I don't go to the dry, boring details of the history so much, except in the third one, uh, I go into the history of the money manipulators, this strange thing called civilization and progress, which no one defines as to what end, and, uh, and how wars have been created for thousands of years by the same people down through history. So it's worth getting from, from that angle. For those who just want the, the, the nitty-gritty who's doing what today, you can tune into Alex Jones and find out whatever, whatever little politician is, is sent to put through this bill or that bill. These people are really irrelevant. Um, I tend to, to, to stick to the overall agenda. When you understand that you don't have to have a daily account of, of how they're going to kill you. <laughs> There was a there was a person here two days ago and said, "Oh, when you have a chance on, uh, and Alan comes back on, ask." And and this was a Scottish fellow. He says, "Ask that lad how he got all this know-how." And I said, "Well, I said if you listen to the show, and this gentleman is from Ontario, and I hope that you listen, okay, Dan, wherever you are, listen." And uh, I asked your question. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I certainly, uh, I, I was awake like this. I can remember being like a little camera um, from a very early age. And I watched everything. I just watched how my parents interacted, what their worries were, what their friends' worries were. It was all the same thing. It was, it was rent money and, and basics. In those days, you didn't get flooded with cheap junk to buy. You couldn't afford anything except the necessities. And I, I wondered, well, well, if this is Great Britain after thousands, well, hundreds of years of conquering people, how come everybody I know is in the same condition here? And then I realized that there's only a few uh, 
families in London reap the benefit. Crisis and uncertainty. And, uh, and then, of course, once I joined school, I realized this was the real conditioning process here. And, and I walked out of the classroom and, and I, well, I've been sitting there for half an hour, you know. Um, the first thing it did in the classroom was get us all to clap hands in unison. And I said, well, I, I'm not, I don't like this because I'm not part of a big group. And, and that was the symbol I got in my head. We're all one here being taught and trained to be all the same. And I didn't want to be the same as all the rest. Well, but nobody is really the same. You know, we can't. No. And and this is the tragedy because, as, as Dr. Chang said, what happened to his wonderful little son, you know, to be told he didn't need the grandstand because he knew it all. You know, he had the answers. And, uh, you know, being put down for, for, for trying hard. And I said, well, here we have a problem. We have a, a, a serious problem that already was there in, in the 70s. Because I remember my daughter saying, uh, well, all you need to go to that place, you need to only go maybe at the most three months of the year, and you have the hullabaloo they teach you. She said, it's boring. That's right. And I said, ooh, this is not very good. Mm-hmm. So right. mm-hmm. we need to come to a place where we can uh, uh, reach out to people in kindness, and say, you are in danger. That's it. For those who are, who are willing to to use their own reasoning, and you see, this is the key. Everyone's been taught to be a follower, and they, they give us the five pipers, and of course that's the job of the media too, and so on. Um, but we have to start being our own champion. I keep telling people that they're waiting for a, a knight on a white horse or John Wayne to come along at the last minute with the cavalry, and, and I and I or God to step in and say this is my better side, you know. Um, and I keep telling them you've got to be your own champion here, and you have it within you if you can just find it. You know, you can ignite it and get it going. Um, you are your own champion, and you, and you team up with others of like mind, and when you do. You, you, you become alive for the first time when you team up with people of similar mind. Uh, you, you truly start to come alive. Your mind will start working like it never worked before. It's amazing the slumber we're kept in when we, we, we just work and watch television and read newspapers. We're kept in an incredible slumber. Yeah, and also the, 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 the newspapers today the uh, the amount of information in there is so little that if a, a, a gentle breeze comes by, it blows it off the page. Yeah, I know. And oh. when you turn on the television, uh, if you if you look up, and you know, I was just in shock when they were saying it in such a bravado way. Oh, you know, our military. You know, uh, um, and this was the United States, they did the largest combat they have done since the starting of the war. And I said, oh, wait a minute, so switch station. And there it was again. So I switched station and said, well, you know, Canada will have it tomorrow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. why is it? 
that people can come so hard-hearted, so without the ultimate compassion and kindness, that they feel that they, they can make this spectacular when they bomb the whole town, slaughter piles of people because they feel they need to regain control over a place they invaded. You know, like, like I said this here to somebody from the military, I said, let's face it. Is that that uh, Canada goes to Afghanistan as peacekeepers, as helping the people to to keep peace and tranquility and to rebuild their country? I said, you know, if that was a truth, I could believe. I said, but to go to a country uninvited, yeah, mm-hmm. a country that was not saying, hey, hey, you know, we have a massive war here. Come here and help us, please. Come and help us. That hundreds of thousands of people were pleading. And you go in there. The first thing that you do, you destroy their places of history. Then you go in and you rob whatever else is there on, on artifacts or you gain control over their money and then you gain control over their oil which could put them on, on their feet. Then you tell the world that you are there having the red cross there. You're bringing food and drinking water and shelter and everything there to help the people. Well, you never did it because we were on air every day of the week, every hour of the week. There are people in our audience that helped us when we were there every day helping these people. And when you heard the people who wanted to commit suicide, you heard the people that were frightened to death when the first bombs started to fall. And when you now look and listen to some of these survivors, they said, we have nothing left, they cried. There is nothing left of our schools, nothing left of our hospitals, nothing left. And then you say to yourself, where does man get this horrific racist hatred? Who created or who spun that tale to have people forever and ever stand up against each other, either through the stupid religions, which are all uh, perhaps they're broken, changed, adjusted, readjusted, and, and, and corrupted, Parts of Zarathustra believe 9,600 years that they have taken, that they have slaughtered, that they have shifted and changed. And then now we are sitting and we have, and it was said then, no killing, no hatred. Don't go out with swords or with, with whatever they use. Don't do this. And we are here in 2006, Alan. Yep. And we have the bloody book of Revelations, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It is so bloody that it gives you the shivers. Yep. And the people haven't learned anything. Mm-hmm. 
who through the mother and, and had been in my group, I had thought, do not listen to your ears. Always listen to what your soul speaks. Allow it to speak to your spirit so you can leave wherever you are. When this was happening, she said there, she said she did hear loud and clear. She said to these people, she said she left her shoes standing. She, she jumped up and started running towards the staircase. And the other four people, they followed her. Those were the five people that survived. And she today... Of course, she's no longer in New York City. doesn't want to be there. But she today, of course, is educating the people, whomever she speaks to, of what she saw, what she learned when that was happening. Because, she said, when she was running to the staircase, the megaphone on all the floors went off and said, sit. Down! I ordered you to sit down. Go back to your places. And she said, yeah, no, I was taught to keep going. And she kept going, and these people followed her, and those are the people that are out. And Tango, Jimmy says, terrorist target based on its symbolism. Can you tell me? Oh, yeah, I mean, and the Twin Towers are the Masonic Jachin and Boaz of Freemasonry, the male-female towers. They have that in all the lodges, and uh, they, they put up a, a male and a female column, the Twin Towers. Uh, and uh, that's really what they symbolized. Um, on one level, there's other higher meanings to it, but that's, that's the main level of the Twin Towers, uh, the, main, the main symbology of the Twin Towers, you know. And, of course, in, in their symbology, since they are a type of eugenic program, they always destroy the old to make the, the, the new, the better, the stronger, and sure enough, they'll, they'll erect uh, much higher uh, twin towers on top of uh, This is all Masonic uh, symbology. Yeah. When, you, when you say about the, symboli- the symbology, Alan, mm-hmm. uh, I have foreseen a, another major, major thing happening in, and I think this time is going to be there with the White House, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was the White House itself, because I thought if ever anything would shake up the American people, it would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised. They, they, they did try to pull us some smaller scams off with the White House prior to 9-11, if you remember aircraft flying, I think one landed in the grounds, in fact, or crashed in the grounds. So they've tried sort of minor ones to do with that, probably the test case to see what the reaction would be. But, but they may do something like that, because they already have their underground facilities for continuity of government. They might just bring that into effect at the right time. Because they, they do want to get this world in utter chaos, like Albert Pike wrote about. He said the Third World War will be basically uh, a form of Zionism against Islam. Uh-huh. And he said, by the end of it, they want the people of the entire world to be so sick of it, so sick of war, and, and what war has done to them, that we'll all basically get on our 
but the new system, when, when this happens, you know, uh, I don't know if you have had a chance to go to the prophecies. We have, we have said there that whatever is going to take place will be so devastating. And when uh, Jay Rockefeller comes on to the scene and steps into, into the power to be, the people do not have a clue that this is only the beginning of the worst of the worst to come. Yeah, yeah. Are you agreeing? Oh, absolutely. I've got uh, some some tapes that were brought out of the videotapes of, of his personal meetings, uh, some of them inside the UN building even, and some of the bigger players there, and, and they don't talk about government at all. They know government is just the front for the people. Uh, these guys quite openly talk about their agenda, and he mentions the, the window of opportunity which they must use, and, and uh, they say too that this is the generation that will be the cannon fodder, basically, to bring in our system. He says this generation will be the cannon fodder, and, and he says that you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. That's how lightly they look upon the lives of millions of people. But isn't it when we uh, uh, whispered song, uh, high whispered, she is asking, is the UN and the Illuminati the same entity? And you know, it's not just the same entity. The the Romans are in their big time uh, um, whispered song. Isn't that right, Ellen? Absolutely. They're all hand in glove. Uh, I've looked at the... the I could, I could take tours around Catholic churches and cathedrals and show people the occult everywhere and explain it to them. I could do it quite easily. Uh, never mind just the rituals alone, but the actual architecture. Every part you look at has got a tremendous occult history behind it. And the Catholic Church was set up uh, as a form of the mystery religion. Um, incorporating all of the mysteries before it and I think that that's what they hope to eventually bring out in, uh, at the end and say this is the new system the new uh, religion for the new age and, and they have all of the, 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 the characters which they've used before in the church they can bring, bring Mother Mary back as Gia you know, quite simply, quite easily and, and all the other characters involved Jesus is the sun, the S-U-N, in the sky, an Egyptian. Here's the thing. People have no idea their languages contain it all as well. The English language was purposely created to contain all the mystery Masonic meanings. Now, how come S-N, because they, 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 they omitted the vowels in, in, in ancient languages quite often, and S-N, or sun, was the, the, the generic term for the sun in the sky. All the rest of the titles were titles of the sun. But a, a sun, as the, the sun itself, was a sun in Egyptian. That's how you pronounced it. And, and a, a man's offspring, his male offspring, was also in Egypt called a sun. And, and it turns up in the English language exactly the same. <laughs> By coincidence, supposedly. Nothing's coincidence. But if they walked into St. Peter's Cathedral? Oh, yeah. What do they see first? Yeah, they see the big obelisk that was taken from Egypt. Uh, and it was actually taken by Constantine's son, initially. Uh -huh. 
and they brought it over and they put it in the Roman circus where all the gladiatorial fights were, were and, and the horse racing took place. And it wasn't until about the 1500s that Pope eventually had it moved uh, to, to St. Peter's Square. And mind you, they exercised it. They, they splashed it with some water, you see. <laughs> and, and then they put a cross on top. And, of course, the cross, again, is occultic, you see. It's symbolic of something else. Sometimes what they'll do is to show you in stone form. Some of them, they actually put a real fire there, but that is a symbol of, let's be, to be blunt here, that's the ejaculate of the perfect phallus, the perfect lineage of the tree of life, of those within the order, the, the right bloodlines. And, of course, the sun at the top, symbol that the cross uh, means is that the perfection is the, the offspring is the son himself that's what it's really telling you and and uh, that's why it's right in front of the Vatican there um, and wherever the system was brought into to be, to be their main centers also has one of these obelisks from the same area in Heliopolis or the city of On uh, brought to them uh, in England your banks next to the Thames. Uh, they brought one over Egypt for that. Uh, they've got one in, in the park in New York uh, that's sitting there. They've got one outside of the, 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 the Parliament building in France, in Paris. Uh, and, and, uh, and so they always put their symbols wherever they go. For, Welling, for Washington, since he'd really been instrumental in creating the Novus Ordo Seclorum, the first Masonic takeover or creation or birth, open birth of a country, they gave him a brand new phallus, you know, and uh, that's why it was a brand new one, the first brand new large one to be built in honor of a man who had achieved apotheosis, as they call it in masonry, which means he is now a god. Washington was actually raised to godhood for his part in the great work. So these, these symbols are everywhere and they're very, very important. Um, people see them and never even ask the questions as to why an Egyptian obelisk is sitting in Washington, D.C., this great Christian country. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, but also when you walk into uh, to the St. Peter's Cathedral mm-hmm. and, and you come right through those doors, the first thing that strikes you is this massive, massive, massive gilded sun. Yes, that's right. The sun, the sun is there, always there. In fact, the Pope has different outfits, and they used them more in olden times. The Pope would have a an actual embroidered symbol of the sun on on his vestments. Yeah. Now he just uses the black little cross there, you know. Yeah, well, now, but now he has red Prada shoes. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, nothing but the best for the shoes. The shoes of the fishermen, and this is a man that uh, uh, vowed uh, out of poverty, Prada shoes. <laughs> it's it like all the New World Order. Technically, they own nothing. <laughs> it's, all, it's all in trusts. Yes, yes. Technically, they own nothing, but they have the best use of everything, which is exactly this. This goes back to Pythagoras and Plato. Because they, have, they were part of the same ancient mystery group working towards world revolution uh, of the elite, or for the elite. And, and uh, Plato said, he said, the system we shall bring in, the perfect republic, the world republic, he said, he said why should we, the elite, have to pay for, for mansions?
pay for our luxuries. It says, and have things stolen, have to replace them. It says, we shall make the people pay for them, although we have the use of them, the exclusive use of them. They'll live like kings, but the public would pay for it all. Well, that's the same mystery religion all down through the ages. Uh, the Rockefellers technically own nothing. The Kennedys technically own nothing. It's all in trust. So, uh, and how do they make those trusts? Well, they, 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 they take oath to their boys, and that's their trust, you see. It's all on each other. That's where their trust is. <laughs> each other, yeah. But yeah, was, if, you, if you don't squeal, I won't squeal either. <laughs> <laughs> that really is how it works. But another thing that is very interesting, since the Roman Catholic Church uh, always claimed that the Masons were so evil and astrology was absolutely so evil and dark and it shouldn't be allowed and da-da-da-da. Well, the Pope, he has this gold-plated, or who knows, uh, bathtub, and there's all the 13 signs, the 13 astrological signs in the bathroom, but also when you walk into St. Peter and you are knowledgeable about Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, esoteric information, then you see the whole tarot deck That's right, yeah. everywhere, and the tarot uh, card of death is a, is a large black door with, of course, a skeleton on it. And when you uh, really, you know, because somebody made a comment a while ago, and I said, you, you just wait a minute, just wait a minute. I said, did you see more pornography in your life than in the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling? And it's That's mostly all men with little boys. That's right. That's right, uh yeah, and of course, they the said that Michelangelo left a proof on the Sistine Chapel roof, and, and that's what you're seeing there, is that, is the, is the <laughs> <laughs> people, people don't know, Michelangelo was a member of what, what we would call, today you'd call it Freemasonry. Yes, yes. Michelangelo's uh, last name was, was Buenarotti. And Buenarotti means the good red, and red is your color for revolution. Then when you go back forward into history after Michelangelo, you'll find the ones that stood up for revolution in Italy centuries later uh, under uh, Mazzini, who was sent by Albert Pike of, of Freemasonry to start the revolution. His right-hand man was a Buenarotti of the same family lineage as Michelangelo. You know, These are all the mystery guys down through the ages. Just a second, Alan. Ladies and gentlemen, for you who are listening, you cannot be without it. If you are, and you think you can speak with wisdom or help or educate anyone, and you don't have it, I'm going to tell you, then you have missed the boat. But by having it, by having the power and by being in the know, I advise you to get in touch the guest, Alan Watt, researcher and author, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. His books are available, Cutting Through, one, the androgynous hermaphroditic agenda, Cutting Through, 
two, a glimpse into the great work, cutting through three, esoteric unveil and the meaning of revelations in the high Masonic traditions. Each book is $25 payable in international postal money order, which is available at your post office. You can write to Alan anytime. Alan Watts, and it is A-L-A-N, and then W-A-T-T, side 41, box 4, Estere, Ontario, Canada, P3E4N1, or contact through webmaster app, Alan Watt, cutting through at yahoo.com. And you can get in touch with him that way. And I hope that you get his book and be in the know. And when you have read all the books, well, by that time he has gotten another one. But at the same time, the next book that you can read while you wait for his books to come and ask him questions on Monday night. And I want you to write that down. Monday nights on the station, go to the book of Revelation and think about what Alan is telling you today because that what is written there, the blueprint there, as a blueprint for tomorrow, as horrific as it may be, they have followed it in the past and they are following it today, so... Don't let it happen in your future. Be in the know. Because Alan wants you to be in the know. Not say, oh, I wish I had only known. Yeah, that's the fact. You know, the Michelangelo also did a statue of Moses, as you probably have seen. There. And everyone questions why there's two little horns come out of the top of Moses' head. And the reason was is because Michelangelo was telling you that, that, that this represents the, 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 the cult of the moon. It's the moon, the new moon, which in Hebrew is Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he's telling you it's lunar worship because in Hebrew, the word for the moon was sin. Sin. For the Christians out there, that, that they're always on about sin, sin, sin. It means, it means the moon. And, and the people who wandered in sin were wandering in the darkness. That's what it meant. It's allegory. It's nothing to do with the people wandering through the desert. You can cross that desert there in a few days. If you're crossing a guide that took 40 years, you better get another guide. <laughs> but it, it, it literally means that, that they, were, they were actually in the darkness. Sin is the darkness. That's what it means. Yeah. Oh. Oh, allegory. And the people who don't understand the allegory and the esoteric will fight to the death over what they think, you know. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? Well, the thing, the thing is when you keep the people small in their mind and do not allow them to be educated and with it, you can control it. Like we said to the people in Egypt, Oh, the Rosetta Stone, this guy was 16 years old, and he translated what was on the Rosetta Stone. Oh, it's a joke. Get off of it. I have to laugh at that one, because here's your traditional story, and this probably gives you, again, the Pied Pipers of the past. 
to be a Pied Piper, you've got to be a, a, put up the genius status so that people will follow. And, and, and you have um, uh, this, this guy who basically, within his name, has the same name as Napoleon, you know. And, and, and Napoleon himself met this, this uh, translator who supposedly just learned it secondhand from his brother's books because he couldn't afford to go to school. They could only send one person to school. So they, so they sent the, the older son, but the young one just knew that he had to learn all these languages and, and one day he'd be famous. And he met Napoleon uh, and went on the tour with him uh, to Egypt. And nobody asked why on earth did Napoleon have to go to Egypt, where, he, by the way, he left all of his army, but he managed to get out and live to fight another day. Um, which tells you that masonry, everyone is disposable once your job is over. And uh, uh, this guy who translated the Rosetta Stone, and it's the rose, again, the rose is your giveaway there, uh, Rosicrucian. Yes. Uh, his, in his name, he had the same part of the name as Napoleon. And Napoleon contains the word Apollyon, the sun. That's why he's given that name, Napoleon. You see, and so is the translator. He has Apollyon in his name too. The sun mm-hmm. were both both allegorical names for high Freemasons. That's what it meant. And your whole history is dotted with them. <laughs> <laughs> and Rome, of course, got rid of him because when he did that with the with the coronation, Rome was so mad because they lost control over him. Yes, they did. And they said, get away with him, get off of it, you know, too much ego now. Yes, uh, it's a quite fascinating, but we'll never really know what happened to, to Napoleon, because um, what they often do with, with the people they use to get conflict going is to to get them some strange death or, or, or put them somewhere where no one can reach them to see if they're really alive or dead or even there. And they put him on uh, Elba, and um, and then then they told us eventually he died. We'll never really know if that was true or not, or did they simply retire him somewhere else to enjoy the rest of his life? We'll never really know. I think I think more 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 likely, uh, as I did hear from some others, that uh, they they believed, and, and they said they were toxicologists. They said, he, oh, he was uh, poisoned at, uh, with arsenic. With arsenic, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, but do we know if that was Napoleon or, or uh, was that, uh, you know, at the same time? And uh, since there were no uh, places where uh, there was television so the little people could see it on television, of course, he could have lived it out anywhere. Yes, uh-huh. You know, like, uh, what what is Idi Amin is still alive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Big daddy, yeah. Big daddy. Yeah. But, 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 but Napoleon, uh, if, if it wasn't him that was poisoned or, or died there, then somebody spent uh, about a million pounds, and, and it was a real sucker. Because, <laughs> uh, see, the Masons love this intergenerational phallic stuff. All the religions based on phallic symbols. And Napoleon's mummified penis went up for sale at, 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 in England, London, uh, Harajus, I think, or what we call it, uh, back in the 70s. And someone did spend a million pounds for it. <laughs> what did you do with it? I have no idea. But this is, this is the famous man's one himself. And, and that was definitely sold uh, as Napoleon's. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. 
would you think that there could be some truth in uh, uh, what is it, uh, Churchill having been not totally sane? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I know this because, uh, uh, well, apart from the fact it's white knowledge, it's, uh, many authors have, have been, can admit now, in fact, that he was drunk most of the time. Uh, he polished off a, a, a bottle and a half of brandy, or that was his own brandy, never mind everybody else's. Right? <laughs> and he, he used, used to come to the door, start naked quite often. He liked to expose himself. And um, and he, he parted too at night with his personal secretary and others. Uh, and in fact, his secretary has turned out a book now, now that the 50 years of the Official Secrets Act is up. The book is called The Fringes of Power. It's well worth a read because as this man was giving all these speeches to go off and fight for your country and save your culture, he was telling his own uh, uh, um, uh, elite group, uh, his own equals, that this is the best thing that's ever happened. We can bring out a European uh, Union out of this, this war. And uh, so he's telling two different stories to, to, to two different peoples. He was admitted to a hospital up in Scotland during the war, war twice, and uh, an old nursing sister managed to smuggle out a document because he was officially classified by a psychiatrist as being a psychopath. Listen, uh, Alan, I have I have something here uh, that just came in from uh, some some. Uh, 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 a precious person called Neil, N-E-E-I-L. Uh, H&A, could it not be possible that all of these untoward, undesirable influences erupting within our communities are blind, asleep, or just random? I do believe that we could or can influence the possibility of good or bad happening around us in a parochial way, but at the end of the day, the world, as we understand it, will happen as it has to. As things have evolved since time immemorial, could not these Masonic orders just be a name for something we do not understand, and the people, so-called Masons, do not understand it either? They, they, they are just people or beings in just negative energy or influences of a process of evolution. No, did not G.I. Gurdjieff call us this thin film of organic life around the planet? Yeah, I mean, Gurdjieff himself it was a member of many, well, most of the Masonic institutions. Um, so he knew the higher uh, functions of these institutions. That most Masons don't know. They simply know that they'll get help with jobs. Uh, they'll get first pick if the interviewer is a Mason and they get in the right language. Um, they'll get up the promotion ladder quicker. They get freebies in society. They get lower tax assessment if the assessor is a Mason. Uh, they get a lot of freebies in society, so they blindly three or north to uphold this system, no matter how badly the system is going, um, they're useful idiots at the bottom, that they are sworn to uphold the system and work for the system, and, and, and on blind faith that those above them know what they're doing. It's no different
citizenry its standard to turn around and dispose of those who now have no more function, even within your own society. If this agenda goes forward as is planned to do, and I don't believe in this evolution stuff to do with viruses and everything, man's been making viruses for at least a hundred years and probably hundreds of years. Um, the viruses today, uh, in an expose in the Daily Mirror in England, there's a half a page there, one, a two page actually there one day a few years ago, uh, of a visit to Porton Downs Bacterial Warfare Laboratory for Britain, for the army. And they said right there, they said they, they have viruses that are programmed just like computers. They can sweep through, sweep through a whole, a whole country and leave it timed to the exact moment when it will reproduce to its umpteen millionth time and die off by itself. That's how well programmed they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, no. there is another thing here. The Twin Towers were there before the planning of Bin Laden, where the USA offering up this symbol, the Twin Towers, to fulfill this symbolic Masonic image? Yeah, it's, it's an offering, absolutely. It's an offering. It also means, you see, that the hermaphroditic symbol can be used as, as the two separate towers, male and female, or they'll do it in one sometimes more carefully and cunningly. So, so the symbol too is the, the breaking down, the killing off of the old, what was old, the old system, the old man and woman, to bring in the new type. And we're in the age of cloning and all the rest of it, and, and the chimera creation. So we're going to see that come along very shortly when they start to present to the public the first, uh, well, the first officially cloned people. Uh, so it's a symbol any multi-layered symbol of, of power and money. Um, uh, it's also a symbol of the heaven and the earth, that, that the heaven is always male, the female is the earth. It's a symbol of uh, what the knights use, the right-hand path, which they'll show you on all these musicals, show the children with their, their two fingers up, the horn god, that's the right hand, that, that's the male uh, the left hand is the female path. That's called sinister because they hate females. They hate females at the top of the system. That should be understood. In the new system, females, as we know it, will no longer be allowed to. They won't need them anymore. I hope women realize this to join the Eastern Star. They are the sinister ones, the left-hand path. That's why the knights have Dexter and sinister on their emblems. So it's a multi-layered explanation to, to those two symbols themselves, and I've only touched on a bit of them here. Um, so, yeah, it's taking down the old to bring in the new, because in masonry, those who can, the Comathenes, as they call them, who were a, a Masonic priestly sect who built the cathedrals in Europe, uh, the Comathenes were, were male-only, dom- dominated. They always mate with women just for the sun, and then they took the sun from the woman. They didn't live with the woman. They didn't like women. They just wanted the offspring of the sun. Well, there, there, when you just said that, remember the woman with the two kids going to the fruit stall, eh? with the, with the not-so-good car, and the one with the brand-new Chevy SUV, eh? coming with the, with the one child? And this little boy leaving his mother from the just car, older car, whatever, walking over to the woman with the new car. It is, it is basically already programming that boys don't need to stay with their mother. They can go where they want. 
That's right. That is right. Absolutely. This is all all symbolic. We're getting bombarded with, with thousands of subliminal suggestions uh, through everything that we see put out by the established media. And if we go into the writings of Bertrand Russell, who was a big player and who wrote The Impact of Science on Society, um, he also set up the school systems as we know them for indoctrination purposes. Uh, Bertrand Russell uh, goes into this very thing to do with children, the future of children, and ultimately the state would give them, not the mothers, but the state would give them their, their moral upbringing. You know. uh-huh. Alan, uh-huh. we have uh, a letter here from England. I very much enjoy listening to Alan's material. I have just finished watching the video on his side. I am having my eyes open big time. I thank you both for the work that you do. It's great to be able to listen live tonight, too. Big smile. Kind regards. Yeah. Martin. Yeah, that's getting out there. The, the video just was put up yesterday. And it was a rush job, but uh, we got it up there. Well, well, don't worry about it. You know, uh, if, if uh, Martin in England... Once it, we can do once a month in the afternoon, and every Monday night until you say, "Oh wow, we've covered the planet," but we can do it. Just make it so that we find people that will uh, be in the know enough that they order the books. Can they order yeah. the video? Yeah. They can order the video and that they can get in touch, email us, get in touch with us. Let us know. Being in the know, never mind the now, you blink your eyes, they're gone. But being in the know is power, isn't it, Alan? That's the only way to go. It's it's survival, it's also life. It's life, See, there you are. And, uh, of course, wherever you are, Tell your friends, your neighbors, your family. Monday nights and one Thursday a month we will set aside for those that are in in Europe that want to listen at that time. Let us know where you are. Give us a note and we will see what we can do. You know, it's like it's like that, you know. Love is very powerful. If you share in the know, when you share in the power, then you can change what is taking place and create and halt the agenda and create a better tomorrow, Alan. You know, many people don't understand when, when somebody else says, why have you spent so many, many hours with the people around you doing this and you don't even get support from the people. Well, they soon have to realize that they are needing to come to support us. This, 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 Absolutely, yeah. You know, and the only way is when people are in the know, we can make change happen because then the agenda will no longer work. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And, and they have to get involved for not only for their own sake, but for those that they care about and for those they've never met before. And I always say that, you know, you've got to be able to 
to care about people you may never meet because um, uh, I can't stand and watch people getting blown up all over the planet to get some rich man's agenda through. Um, I feel for those people. I, I feel their horror. Uh, I, I feel their, 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 their hopelessness and, and their terror. And one day, if we ignore it, it comes to a place near us. And who's going to cry for us? Why should anyone cry for us if we sit and eat our dinner watching people getting blown up on the 6 o'clock news? Yeah. There's something wrong when we, we ignore what's ha- actually happening. This yeah, but they are the... Game, you know? But, Alan, they are desensitizing the people yes, with uh, the movies and with the with the, the stupid boxes where the kids go and bang, 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 bang. And there's this little boy, but he was he 12 years old. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, oh, this kid looks absolutely like he is spent on anger, energy, yeah. when they come out of this where they have all these strange boxes, you know, where where they uh, on the screen shoot the guns and, oh, I just... And these were designed for the military for that purpose of desensitizing them and making them kill whenever they see the target. That's what they were first produced for. That's admitted by the industry itself. And when you're giving them to children, you better ask why are they giving them to children. The reason is it's for, for, for perpetual war. These are going to be the cannon fodder who are sent all over across the seas for the future. You know, last night we... Uh saw Cindy Sheehan on the CBC and uh, somebody made the comment here why doesn't that woman tell that you were the one that gave the advice to Cindy Sheehan to do what she did to go and set her up there at the president's ranch and to do whatever we gave her because they, they wouldn't have her on radio and we brought her on to our radio program, and uh, we also invited the the veterans and stuff like this. And the moment that woman was out there and on the go, they no longer would come on our program because then we were no good. But this person made this observation when another person said to me, yeah, but it is actually good that she doesn't tell CBC that a radio program like you has the power to send the woman out there because they would come knock you down. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, you know, they have tried already everything they could to 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 do to my car, you know, it was not too long ago that um, was it three three and a half months ago that uh, they did the thing to the brakes, and uh, well now uh, we are saying okay that's interesting, but we need to just come into this place to open our hearts up to the people who are in fear. We need to come to this place where we embrace people with the best of our goodness to help them to stop the hatred and to really start a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting involved. That's essential. And um, I always tell people, in fact, that the best measures, for instance, for an example, for this uh, avian flu, uh, is preventative. And, and, and prevention means that you write to, to the Rockefeller Institute, the Center for Disease Control, and all of the government agencies across the planet, 
and the Royal Institute for International Affairs, and you tell them, we know what you're about to do. You're going to release this plague on the world, so don't bother doing it. That's your preventative measure. This is a man-made thing. They plan to release it, so people should start getting in and they act now before it's too late and tell them, we know what they're up to. Monday night, Alan, Monday night, and wherever you are, uh, tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, everybody, Monday night, live here on I Am The Future Radio, we will be back. We are going to be here to uh, reach out, and you can uh, get to uh, Alan, www.cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Go there. Be in the know. Or contact him through his webmaster at Alan Watt, cutting through at yahoo.com. Help us to help each other. We have the key for a better tomorrow through change. We can change it. And we seek your help and assistance for change. And Alan? Just a moment, dear, and uh, we say goodbye to all of you. It is a better tomorrow if you be a participant.